Half the Battle is back. It's me, Daniel Levy, your host. We're going to be talking to Emmanuel Sanchez. He's coming off a dominating victory over former Bellator champion Marcos Galvo, and he's looking to take on the winner of Daniel Strauss versus Pitbull at Madison Square Garden. So you know we had to catch up with Emmanuel. And then we're joined by Louis Smolka. He's taking on Tim Elliott this Saturday at UFC on Fox. And last but not least, Rafian Stotts, the number one bantamweight prospect outside of the UFC. He's coming off a win over a UFC vet, and now he's taking on another UFC vet in Rob Emerson this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. So definitely tune into that. First up, Emmanuel Sanchez. Here we go. Joining me now is Emmanuel Sanchez. Emmanuel, welcome back to After the Battle, man. Thank you for having me back. You got it, man. So, dude, you're coming off the unbelievable victory. Were you surprised that he didn't go down to one of those head kicks? Very. But, you know, um, now, I mean, he doesn't he didn't have to lose as much weight. And I'm sure he put on some more mass. He's older. So, I mean... You know, it just it is what it is. You know, obviously I still got more to work on too to 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 put him away with uh, all the strikes. But you know, at this level, man, these are the toughest guys in the world. These are the best guys in the world. So, you know, what do you expect? Yeah, no, exactly, man. Now it was obviously a thirty twenty seven clear victory, but I know you're your harshest critic. Was there anything that uh, you took from that fight that you didn't like? Um, just everything beforehand, man. It was crazy, you know. I was just uh, not making excuses or whatever. But looking back on it, I do have a lot of regrets, you know, like uh, before the fight in general. And not that it caused it in my performance, I'd say, but because uh, I don't know. I, I felt like I performed very well. But just everything leading up to it, you know what I mean. And uh, thankfully, you know, I still came out victorious. I still uh, won, you know, dominantly. I dominated the entire fight. And that, you know, we got to look at the positives from everything. So uh, that, I just, uh, like they said, I have to take it with a grain of salt, but I take it with a grain of sugar and more, you know. <laughs> like, it, it feels really sweet because it was kind of a dream come true being able to fight so close to home. First time ever in the All-State Arena. And, uh, yeah, man, just fell out, sold out the show, and just, man, you couldn't write a better story. Man, I mean, I heard in your pre-fight interviews that, you know, it was a dream come true to fight in that arena, you know, the arena you grew up going to. But now that it's all said and done, what was that like, man? Time to go back. That's how I feel, you know. Like, uh, it's it crazy, man, because also, again, more pre-fight stuff. I just kept thinking, like, how exhausted I am, I guess. You know, I was just, like, thinking, man, fight after fight after fight. And it's just, I guess, you know, it really is, man. It's all mental because now... You know, I'm pushing for Madison Square Garden. You know, I'm ready to call it the, the Matador Square Garden. You know what I mean? Uh, the Matador's game. I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry. I'm determined. You know, people ask me all the time about vacations and this and that. Like, I've never really taken one. I don't know when I will. I guess I'll, uh, you know, I'll party when I have something to celebrate. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm hungry, man. I'm about to go get that belt. And I want to be on the biggest card. But once for sure that, you know, we're, uh, every time we're on, uh, we're going to sell out and with the most viewers and, yeah, man, I'm just ready to go out and get it. Definitely. And, I mean, who do you think is going to win between uh, Pitbull and Strauss? Man, that's going to – that's such a tough one, you know, because it's funny how one plays out. One's coming off a busted hand for so long. The other just busted his leg, and now he's got a busted leg and coming back. But, you know, I got the utmost respect for those guys. You know what I mean? I grew up watching those guys. 
Uh, those guys have been at the, the highest level before I even started fighting, even, you know. So, uh, I don't know. You know, uh, on paper, we say, you know, Strauss got this, Tapo got that, but Tapo don't fight paper, you know what I mean? And so I go out there and fight. So, uh, we're going to have to wait and see if the, the layoff has gotten Strauss or how Pitbull's leg is or, you know, uh, every time they fought, it's been a crazy war and battle. So, I'm excited. Dude, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, obviously you win most of your fights, but do you feel like in a five-round fight, it's going to favor you even more just because guys have a hard time keeping up with your pace? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and what I've, what I've grown to learn, so I guess that goes back to the first question you asked me of what I can take the positives from it. What I go back from now, and it's been as recently, too, uh, I've started off stronger, you know. Not that I started off slower before. I never really did. It was just with certain opponents, I guess, that they were stronger and they came at me more, you know. So that's why I feel like maybe I lost rounds before and people told me I'm not a first-round guy or whatever, you know, or having close fights. But it was more so being like, okay, i got to set the pace and set the tone early and often. And that's where I guess I can take that fight. You know, right away, I'm not going to get it over with. You know, I'm like, we both know what we're here for and let's go out and scrap and let's put this guy away, you know. I mean... I understand, okay, yeah, quite a few of mine, especially as of late, have gone to decision, but all my finishes have come in the first round, and that's nearly half my fight. So, you know, I know I'm a finisher. I know I'm a scrapper. I know I can throw all these guys away. And, uh, you know, it's going to come. You know what I mean? Would we love to knock out or submit every opponent? Sure. But, I mean, Mike Tyson didn't do that. Robbie Lawler didn't do that. You know I mean? Everyone, you know, at least once in their career does throw the distance. Man, is it kind of annoying that everyone, you know, maybe in a sense holds it against you? Because for me as a fan, I mean, I kind of like watching a good 15-minute thorough domination. I mean, that's what uh, GSP used to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you look at GSP, that's like the perfect example right there, too. And he made, you know, he took the, I actually took the words out of his mouth, think about it. Um, you're fighting the best in the world. What can you, what can you do? You know what I mean? You're fighting guys that, you know, are willing to die before they tap out or get knocked out by something, you know what I mean? Especially since he was defending his title at the time. You know, on his way up, yeah, he was steamrolling people, proving how bad he wanted the belt, but, you know, uh, as he said, you got to be crazy to do what it takes to get to the top, and you got to be even crazier to do what it takes to stay there. You know, to remain champion, to remain the best, when everybody's hunting to take your head off, you know? And, yeah, man, you know, when you're at this level, when you're fighting... You know, like I said, the best, most experienced guys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, man, I don't even know how to explain it. You know, I can't say it without cursing. So I'm like, not going to say go. it, but you, you, you know what it means, man. These guys are like, man, yeah, they're willing to die, and that's good because so am I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, feel free to curse, man. It is half the battle, but, dude, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, so a five-round fight with you, Pitbull, or Daniel Strauss, I mean – I mean, do you just uh, champ at the bit of an opportunity like that? Because, I mean, it's right around the corner. Five rounds, man. You know, I always used to think, like, oh, man, could I ever do that? That's so crazy and, you know, and everything. But now when I do it in the gym, when I do it in, in a fight, I'm almost like, wow. Sometimes it almost feels like I'm barely getting warmed up, dude. And, you know, th that's where I go to say that the world still hasn't seen the best of me, you know, because uh, I, I still got so much more to prove and so much more to go, you know. I mean, People, I'm a big risk taker, and I leave it all on the line. But even then, I'm not reckless and just throw out there 
you know, boss of the walk, I should say, and get tired, you know, bound down in the mouthpiece and hope something lands. I like to think of myself as uh, technically aggressive, so technical aggression. And, uh, you know, living up to my name, being the matador, I'm not going out there, you know, taking the bull right on by the horns. That's stupid. You know, I'm not going to play into people's strengths. I'm out to take their strength and use it against them and expose their weaknesses. So I want to fight. You know, I want to have a long career. I want to be uh, healthy, too, when I'm done fighting, not looking to lose brain cells and, you know, risk getting cut or headbutted again or, you know, worse things. I want to be healthy. And I've never been hurt after a fight. I've never been tired after a fight. So, you know, I want to keep that going. I know it's not always going to be that way, but I know I have the gas tanks to be able to uh, to go fight hard rounds, and uh, I can't wait to do it, man. And obviously, you know, uh, honestly, too, you know, I mean, I'll be ready for five rounds, but I'm still looking to put it away in the first or second. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you take pride in beating guys at their own games? And what I mean by that is, you know, before the Justin Lawrence fight, I was like, man, Emmanuel really has to look out for the head kicks. And then it's, it's you that's rocking Justin Lawrence with head kicks. And, you know, in the Georgie Karakanian fight, I'm like, man, what if Georgie gets on top of him? And then it's you taking the back of Georgie. So, I mean, is that something that you, uh, you know, thrive off of beating someone at their own game? Yeah, I really do. You know what I mean? Because these guys, uh, okay, speaking humbly too, you know, like before the Justin fight, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was confused and I maybe, you know, lost that first round because I took that fight at short notice and I was anticipating a guy trying to take me down because heading watch him as of late, I saw that his wrestling had, you know, uh, got so much better, exponentially better. And training with Michael Chandler, I was like, oh, okay, this dude for sure is probably going to try to take me down. And uh, I guess he just went back to his roots, you know, we were striking the whole fight. And um, just the fact that I was able to outstrike him was pretty awesome because, uh, you know, he caught maybe one side kick and uh, he was really fast. He was really fast. I remember that's why I uh, ended up clinching him and then ended up using the knees, elbows, and uh, kicks a lot because I was like, wow, this guy's, uh, you know, he does a really good style. So I uh, went out there and, uh, yeah, man, I beat him on the feet, you know, where I felt he was trying to beat me there. So that's, you know, that's very pleasing to me. And the same can be said with Georgie and Daniel Pineda, guys that were, you know, were trying to get me down, trying to outgrapple me, trying to beat me up there. And I outgrappled them there and beat them up there. And those are Brazilians just a black belt, high-level guys. Pineda's never won uh, a decision. He's finished all 20-plus of his fights. Georgie himself, too, you know, is a killer with lots of finishes as well. So I was like, oh, man, yeah, you know, I'm fighting. I mean, these are the murderers right here, the murderers row, I guess you could say, of fighters that I'm facing. And, yeah, you know, to be able to beat them at their own game, I said that even more impressive. Definitely. Now, you mentioned what it takes to be at this level and fight guys of this caliber. Now, they call you overtime for a reason, but where, do, where does your work ethic come from, man? Uh, you know what, I'm not the yeah, typical, you know, going to say, oh, Mexican pride, <laughs> but I guess I always have to say it just kind of comes from that. Uh, to tell a long story short, man, my grandfather, when he first came to this country, you know, he's only, uh, well, he had lots of side jobs to make extra money, but the one factory job he had, he worked there for 30 years and never missed a day. No sick days, no vacations, nothing. Uh, my father, you know, my mother, they're the same you know, I guess that name's kind of been with me before I was even born. Uh, that's just all I've ever known, seeing my parents work multiple jobs day in and day out. You know what I mean? I'm talking like before the sun rises and till the sun sets and later on. 
So I guess that's just what's uh, that's been instilled in me. I guess I was just born with it. I uh, I have no physical talent, really. I have nothing that uh, I have over any opponent. I mean, other than cardio, I guess you could say, but I'm not fast. I'm not strong. I, You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I, I won't stop. Just the energizer bunny. I just never stop going. So I, I guess that's where that overtime comes from, too. I just uh, can't slow down or stop. I don't know how. Now, did you by chance watch the Gegard Musasi versus Chris Weidman fight? I did. That was crazy. It was, man. Now, there was something in that fight that kind of reminded me of your fight with Georgie, and that was, you know, the supposed illegal knee. Now, since you've been in that situation, I mean, can you kind of tell me from your perspective what, what really went down there? I mean, what was it legit illegal? Was he kind of milking the clock? Like, what exactly went down there from a fighter's perspective? Uh, to me, it did look like, you know, which, of course, before the rules changed, everybody was doing it anyways, one hand down, picking it up, you know what I mean? Everyone was trying to bend the rules on that one. And I don't know if that's what was Chris's intention, but obviously when you rewatch it, you know, he's like, oh, hey, I got one hand down. I can still be knee to the head, and then he forgot. I got to throw another hand down. I think those knees were kind of clean, you know, watching it, but I understand that, uh, you know, Chris was obviously trying to protect himself. And I don't know, if, I can't remember if they said the referee was talking to him or not, saying don't do that, don't play the game, or don't bend the rules or whatever. But, um, it, it's, I mean, I knew that was going to happen, man. It, it's so funny that you mentioned that because as I have got interviewed for this, about this, the new rules with Georgie, and sure enough, look what happens, you know what I mean? I get called on something and lose a point, and now, look, we just see this fight now that just, you know, went in big our favor when Chris kind of seemed all right, you know what I mean? But still took his time. I mean, you know, who knows? The doctor could have stopped Georgie from fighting too, and I would have been screwed or, you know, it could have been a no contest or I could have won. Who knows, you know? But, uh, man, it's, it's such a tough one right there. You know, we obviously don't want fights going down like this. Um, it stinks because for in order for us to be more educated on this and have more experience, uh, I guess fights like this need to happen, you know, for that way the next time a fighter really doesn't get screwed, you know, on either side. Yeah, good point, man. Now, were you surprised by Rumble's game plan, man? Because I expected him to come out there and uh, throw some heat, and immediately he was the one uh, initiating the takedowns. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously he knew probably Daniel had a tough cut, and, you know, uh, who knows if Daniel actually made it or what actually happened there. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, yeah, he's up there. You know, he's older. So I don't even say up there in age. He's just older, so it's harder on the body and it's harder to get down. But he's older, and he, you know, knew probably it was a tougher cut. And I think Anthony himself wanted, you know, to show the world, too, that maybe that, that he could do it, you know what I mean, that he could take it down someone with, uh, on paper, that center of wrestling. And yeah, obviously, yeah, different game plans because some of the people think he's a one-dimensional fighter, you know, just relies on his power. And good for him, you know, God bless him, he's got that kind of power. I wish I had that kind of power to cut someone and they go down. But um, I, I think he was trying to bring something different to the, to the table, you know, being unpredictable and uh, take the fight into his realm, maybe put Daniel to his speed. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't work for him because, you know, he lost the fight, obviously, but it, it was something different. And that's mixed martial arts, you know what I mean? You never know what to expect, and you got to be ready for him. Man, so do you think he was just trying to prove a point that he's a well-rounded guy instead of sticking to the meat and potatoes that he's known for? Um, yeah, I think that perhaps, too. 
Yeah, maybe sometimes. Yeah, not that got arrogant with it, but I think yeah, they in their mind, especially since they fought before, he was probably thinking, oh yeah, I can take this guy down too. You know what I mean? You never forget that it's mixed martial arts. You know, it's been proven over again that someone who's not even belted in jiu-jitsu can tap out a jiu-jitsu world champion. Someone who's not the level of striking of a world champion kickboxer or boxer can knock still, you know, knock that person out and. Someone with no wrestling in their lives can still take down someone at the highest level, like St. Pierre's group. So, you know, it just goes to show that no matter who you are, you know, it's mixed martial arts. It is indeed. Now, Emmanuel, before I let you go, man, your teammate, Sergio Pettis, is a plus 225 underdog versus Henry Cejudo. Tell me what you think about that matchup. Um, I'll be honest. Like some, I, I I get tagged in some stuff sometimes too on Twitter or whatever, and I have no idea what how the numbers go. I'm not a betting man, so uh, you know I, I see the the things sometimes too on media afterwards. I don't look beforehand. I don't really care. You know, it's just opinions, really. But afterwards, I'll see. You know, a lot of people were betting against me, and or well betting for me. You you never know. You know, so I, I never that kind of stuff can get to your head. So I know for sure, search. Uh, you know, we're in the, that same boat. You know, young guys right now looking on the rise, looking to become champions. That's what we're fighting for, you know. And me and Serge are crazy, man. Our roads are kind of just like exactly the same. Think about it. I mean, they've been very different, obviously, uh, to where we are now. But right now, you know, I'm only three years older than him. And actually, uh, I'm a week older than him. We're both Leos, actually. So my birthday is only a week before his. So uh, it's it's pretty nuts, man. You know, he's fighting uh, a top guy right now. I just fought a top guy. Me and Serge have had that quite a bit, you know what I mean, in our recent fights. And uh, our road right now to the championship, I know we're going to we're gonna shine together, man. So I know he's got a, you know, a very tough opponent in Henry Cejudo, but I believe in him and I know he's ready. And what don't matter what people say, think, stats, numbers, no, that's all a bunch of bull crap. At the end of the day, when that cage door closes, it's a fist fight. And it comes down to who's ready. And I know Serge can uh, can knock him out. Yes, sir. And just for the record, man, I know you said a lot of people were betting against you. I'm not one of them, all right? Just just want you to know that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Emmanuel, man, so the title shot's next. You know what? I'm, I'm hungry for it, honestly. But if it takes one more, if it takes three more, whatever, you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm not the, the matchmaker. I'm not the boss. I'll do whatever they say. I feel like, you know, they're in the same boat right now as me. They're looking to, to give it to me. But, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you got Daniel Weichel and John Teixeira fighting this weekend. So, whoever comes out of that could emerge as the number one contender. In my mind, I, you know, in my heart, I was robbed against Weichel. That's how I feel. Yeah. But, you know what, if Weichel comes out victorious this weekend, he's on four in a row since he lost to Pitbull. And I know people have been wanting to see Strauss versus Weichel. So, you know, I, to me, it don't matter. If it takes one more, if it takes Vital or Teixeira from this weekend, if it's, you know, uh, honestly, I'm kind of praying someone gets hurt so I can jump on that MSG card. I want to stay busy, man. I'm looking to go undefeated this year, 4-0, 5-0, and win the title. So I want to stay busy. I want to buy my mama a house, and I want to break records, man. Be legendary. Well, Emmanuel, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's been a pleasure, man. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media. Anything else you want to mention? Go ahead, dude. 
Yeah, and then like I said, I would just say there's records to break, money to make, and this whole game to take. Short or tall, big or small, that all will fall. And I'm looking to to go out and get it, baby. You know what? I'm bigger and better, and I want it more than all of them put together. So this is my time. This is the overtime now, the year of the Matador. And you can follow me on Instagram, on Snapchat, at Matador Sanchez. My Twitter is at ElMatador145. And throw me a friend request on Facebook or follow my fan page. I uh, hit everybody back and accept any and all. And Manuel, thank you so much, man. Have a great night. Thank you so much for the interview. You too, my brother. Joining me now is Louis Smolka. Louis, welcome back to After Battle, man. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for having me back, bro. Anytime, brother. So, dude, I mean, what kinds of, what kinds of things do you do uh, to distract yourself while you're cutting weight and getting ready for the fight? Um, I clean, bro. That's, like, one of my things. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, a neat freak or what, but I clean stuff. Like, right now, I'm, like, cleaning my whole house. Like, I'm vacuuming. I'm doing all the laundry. I'm going to wipe down my kitchen pretty soon. Like... I don't know. It's it comforts me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you always been this OCD. Uh yeah, always. Um, I don't know. Blame my parents. They made me clean my room all the time and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> like before, I got my own house. Like a funny story. Like I used to scrub the carpet in my room. Like I would clean everything in my room. Like as a way, like right before I would leave. And I guess it was to like when when I came home, I knew I could relax after the fight. <laughs> You wash your hands a couple times in a row? Um, I, I actually, um, I don't wash. I have to use a moisturizing towelette. Then um, I go underneath the blow dryer first, you know, get that first <laughs> layer of germs off. And then, you know, baking soda. <laughs> no, no, just once, bro, just once. Dude, you seen those, those things on Twitter where uh, people are brushing their teeth with charcoal now? Yeah, I've actually seen that. I was, like, semi-down to try it for a little bit. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this works. Is it legit? I mean, is that for real? I don't know. I, apparently, the, the idea, like, the science is that, like, I don't know, like, the, the charcoal has, like, an oxidizing agent, and it's kind of like baking soda or something. I don't even know, dude. Shit's crazy, bro. And I also saw they got these charcoal masks, too. Yeah, dude, um, I actually wanted to try out, like, the, um, you know that mask that barbers are using now that, that like, it, like, peels your, your facial hair off, like, on your cheeks and shit? Are you serious? There's one of those? Yeah, dude, I wanted to try that out, because I'm hairy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty, mostly. Call of Duty and UFC are, like, my two, like, main games. My girl and I have been playing Mortal Kombat, though, together, too, so that's been pretty cool. How is that Mortal Kombat? Is that as good as the original? Um, I, I don't know. I think it's better because the fatalities are more gruesome. Like, it's, it's pretty gruesome. Um, but it, it's more her game than mine. She likes it a lot more than me. She's a Mortal Kombat fan. <laughs> so how many days till now are you uh, heading over to Kansas? So I leave tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning. You, uh, you enjoy flying? Fuck no, I hate flying. I hate the airport. <laughs> I hate that place, dude. Fuck that place. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that, man. You ever been to that neck of the woods before? No, dude, I haven't. It's my first time. Man. I'm pretty excited, though. I'm going to see a beautiful Kansas City, you know, place everyone dreams to vacation and stuff. <laughs> right, exactly, right? Maybe go to a Royals game? Yep. Oh, is is baseball happening right now? Yeah, it just started, man. It's April. Oh, no shit. Okay. 
Yeah, I know. I just heard about it the, the other day as well. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't actually, I don't actually know, but yeah, maybe, dude, maybe if I get some free time, we'll see how the weight cut's going, maybe. Definitely. Well, how's it going so far? Um, I'm pretty waterlogged, and I'm about 20 pounds heavy. Is that, so I'm gonna, is that normal? Uh, yeah, it's about normal. I think I'm actually a little bit lighter than normal. Um, this water's going to come out pretty quickly once I start cutting it down. Like, I'm expecting, like, a two to three pound drop from today to tomorrow because I'm cutting out about a half gallon. So I'm expecting the water to start peeling off really fast. And then you do the rest in the sauna or in a bathtub or what? Um, I like the jacuzzi because my head stays, like, out of the heat. And it's, like, not super hot. Like, I like just hanging out in the jacuzzi. That's that's how I do it. I chill in there and watch movies or play video games, you know? Do you see any good movies lately? Um, no, not really. Uh, I have a Dragon Box, so um, I just, I wait for everything to come out on Blu-ray and then I can just watch it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen shit. I'll tell you that right now, bro. <laughs> yeah dude it's freaking oh man i've been i've just been so busy with training you know that's basically all i've been doing yeah you feeling good you excited about this one um i'm not gonna lie i'm nervous like i'm like somewhere between like freaking out and i'm like kind of excited because i think it's gonna be a good good fight but i'm kind of freaking out because i legitimately believe i can beat tim but i also believe he could beat me like this could go either way right now, so I'm kind of freaking out. You know what I mean? No, no doubt about it. But, I mean, from a fan perspective, it's such an intriguing fight because, I mean, what we expect is a bunch of crazy scrambles. You know what I'm saying? Is that what you expect as well? I'm expecting some of that. I'm expecting at least a few. At least. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a good one, man. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that everything is good with you, man. Uh, anything else you want to tell the fans before we get out of here? Um, no, bro, um, just, I hope you guys enjoy the fight, honestly, and, like, that, that, thank you to my sponsors, thank you to my team for supporting me, Charles, Russell, Ryland, they're all coming up with me, Jason House, my manager, my strength and conditioning coach, Devin, um, Defend Hawaii, Ruka, Virus, G Fuel Energy, Gamma Labs, Sal, thank you for that, A6, Fernando, thank you for, you know, keeping my shoes clean. <laughs> um, Garden of Life, helping us out with the weight cut a little bit, sending us some of that good nutritional uh, meal replacement shakes. Um, Skeevy, Mentum Eyewear, Contract Killer. So, yeah, just all the boys, thank you for everything, you know. Thank you for helping me get ready. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're in a good place, man, and good luck with the fight, bro. Yeah, sorry. One more shout-out, too, to Venom. Venom's been sending me a bunch of gear. Thank you, Venom. I love their stuff, dude. They have they have some of the best gear that I, I think I've used. Oh, yeah. I fuck with Venom, too. Don't even worry about that. Yeah, dude. I love Venom. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, have a great day, brother. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for having me on, bro. Anytime, man. Take it easy, buddy. Take it easy, dude. Joining me now is Rafion Stotts. Rafion, welcome back to After Battle, man. What's up, man? Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Well, it's good to have you back, man. And now you got an official win over a UFC vet. You, you know, took him to school for three straight rounds. I mean, dude, that's got to work wonders for your confidence. How are you feeling about that, man? 
Exactly. That's a, you hit the nail on the head, man. It worked. Uh, you know, it's my confidence uh, through the roof now. I know, you know, for a fact, it's been proven that I can hang with um, the top level guys. You know, guys that have been everywhere in the sport, kind of guys that uh, that's uh, done pretty much or done a lot of things uh, in the sport. So, so I was, yeah, my confidence is, is a, definitely a, definitely a confidence proof. So, dude, a lot of us could have made the argument that, look, you know, you could have got the call for the UFC right after after that last fight. But guess what? Now you get to fight your second straight UFC vet in a row. And after, yeah. you, after you beat this guy, there's going to be no denying you. Yeah, that's and that's, I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm like, man, you know what, bring the competition on. Because I feel like the reason I want to go to the UFC is because that's where I believe the best athletes in the world are. And I want to fight the best, and I want to be the best. So for me to be the best, I got to be willing to put myself out there against the best. And I don't want to be the type of fighter that has to, you know, like um, skip over fight, like or fights are not a good fight for me. I want to be able to fight the best. And um, so I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I got uh, Rob Emerson. He's a top level opponent, and I'll take another top level opponent until you know you. I mean, you probably have no reason to doubt that I should be in the UFC now, but I'm. I'm I'm just willing to prove it, man. I'm willing to put in the work, and I'm willing to prove it. Man, and what's so cool about a matchup like this, just like your last fight, is that this is a guy that has, you know, more than five times the experience as you. You know what I mean? Like, like this yeah. dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a classic. It's a classic new breed versus old school, you know. Just, I mean, and I, don't, I feel like I was, I'm able to, you know, compete with a lot of those guys that, that, that are way more experienced just just from the tutelage, I've been really blessed in, um, in who I've been able to train train with. When I first started training, I trained with uh, – I started in Kearney, Nebraska with Jens Pover, or the first lightweight heavyweight champion. And then, then I went to um, Pat Militage, you know, um, and then Pat Militage led me in the direction of Duke Rufus. So I've been – you know, I've been blessed in the fact that I haven't really um, had a chance to, to learn too many bad habits. And, um, and yeah, I, my – my my coaches have been awesome, man. I've been really blessed. Dude, I feel like when you train at a gym like like Rufus Sport, you have to be on point at all times because, I mean, you're surrounded by killers, man. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're exactly right. And that, that makes for, like, rounds where, you know, like before, um, like at some of the gyms I go to, that, you know, you know, or sometimes you have, like, the easy round or, or this round you're like, okay, this will be my rest round. Whereas here, like, everybody is – and we're such a tight knit group. Everybody is really skilled, and everybody is, you know, coming up through the same kind of schooling, the same kind of techniques, and it's really, it's really difficult. That's why when we go out and we fight other people, it's fun, you know, because we can be like, oh, wait, this isn't, this isn't the same. I mean, it's not, it's just not um, as high as caliber every round. But I mean, you know, you got, you got good opponents and stuff out there. But it definitely helps to, to be ready to fight top level opponents, having being at a gym like Griffith Sport. Stylistically speaking, how do you think you stack up with Emerson? Because I mean, dude, we, we've seen this guy knock out Manny Gamburian in ten seconds. We've seen yeah. the double knockout with him and Gray Maynard, and also recently yeah. he he turned his career around, man. So we've seen all kinds of things from Rob Emerson. Yeah, he's got submissions. He's got um, knockouts. He's got TKOs. Um, I feel like I messed up well, um, just because I'm, you know, I'm. As as far as where he was in his career, um, as far as like the he was like a okay I'm I'm going I'm gonna knock your head off which he's still that guy but he has he's added a little bit of uh, 
added a little bit of, you know, um, takedowns and he's added or he's he's added a lot of jujitsu and stuff like that. Whereas I, I can't, I mean, I've been, I've been bred into this kind of uh, lifestyle of a, of a well-rounded fighter. So as far as being a, a well-rounded fighter, I've been a, a well-rounded fighter since I started. So, so I mean, I'm, I guess I'm somebody. People classify me as a wrestler, and I have um I have a, a higher pedigree in wrestling than I do in you know a lot of the other skills I have. But um, but yeah, that's, I feel like I stack, stack up well because because of the, t- the you know what I'm saying the toolage and the the gym I'm at. Um, we have a pretty good track record against um, kind of the school he is. So, <laughs> hate yeah. to bring up the past, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, they say <laughs> they say history repeats itself, right? Yeah, they do. They do. So, dude, obviously, you know, Rob's known mostly for his striking. I mean, he's a vet, but he's known mostly for his striking. You come from Rufus Sport, but you were mentioning your wrestling. Now, you'll take a win at all costs, but do you want to prove a point in the stand-up here? That's exact, man. That's exactly what I've been doing or been trying to focus on this uh, camp. Um, we've been doing a lot of work on the heavy back. You know, I've been doing the little things this camp, you know, that um, as far as striking, when, when it comes to striking and um, keeping it basic and, you know, best basic but effective. So I've been getting my reps in with striking and I really want to, man, I really want to knock them out, man. That, that would be, that would be the ultimate, you know, the, like the icing on the cake. That would be the ultimate goal. But I also feel like, you know, um, for me to go hunting for a knockout, that'll be, um, that'll be, uh, kind of, what do you call that? Um, not, not smart. That won't be, uh, smart of me. I, I think I should set it up with my takedowns. And I think if he makes a mistake, um, whereas he's, he's giving me, um, giving me takedown willy nilly because he's, he's trying to brawl, I should take him down. And I think that'll set it up at least like, if he doesn't respect my takedowns, I'm going to take the takedown. But if he respects my takedown, like he should, then I'm going, I'm man, I'm trying to knock his head off. So that's kind of how where I'm at as far as my game plan. Now this fight's on UFC Fight Pass, correct? Yeah, yes sir, yes sir. Dude, that must feel good to get that kind of exposure this early in your career. Because I mean, we were watching Fight Pass the other night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. I mean, that was. I mean, it's dope. I mean, it's. I can't victory with uh, VFC. I've been really blessed there too, man. I'm just, you know, I'm. I'm I'm kind of lucky, but I, you know I've, I've been working hard for you know what I have. Uh, VFC, yeah, they set up a not. I mean, this platform has been awesome for me. You know, uh, being on a being on a uh, what do you call that? The, the main event of a UFC Fight Pass card is like I'm, UFC champions have been on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying UFC Fight Pass. So um, I mean, not I'm definitely not where they are, but it's I'm, I'm glad I can you know I can. That platform is an amazing platform for me to to showcase my skills amazing like it's probably the best best one i can can um can be on at this stage in my career so yeah i mean like you said guys like anderson silva and michael bisping have headlined on ufc fight pass before you know what i yeah, mean yeah exactly exactly yes sir yes sir so it's awesome i'm i'm yeah i'm kind of still still uh it hasn't really sunk in that man i'm the main event of this uh car fighting for you know, a major organization and a and a belt on UFC Fight Pass is still kind of sinking in. So, do I need your opinion on something, man? Because your teammate Sergio Pettis, he's a plus two twenty five underdog to to Henry Cejudo. Tell me how he's looking, man. Man, Sergio is a monster, man. They call him a phenom for a reason, you know. And the crazy thing about Sergio is, um, 
he is just, I think he's what, 22 or uh, he's, he's just coming into his, into his adulthood and we can see him growing as a, like as a, so, so he has been fighting in the UFC. He was fighting as a pretty much a kid, you know, fighting grown men since he was, since he was, I think it was like 16 or 15, you know, he's been fighting grown men. So now he's actually coming into an adulthood, you know, getting that grown man strength, um, working on, you know, different techniques and, and things. And he's, he's actually like coming into him as a martial art, him as a man. So it's very exciting to see. I mean, people don't see the ins and out and they don't realize that, that Sergio is, he was just a kid when he first started. Now he's, he, you got to fight a grown man. You know, this is a grown man. Uh, um, or he's still not even grown. I mean, he's a young adult. <laughs> which is scary because he was just a kid, you know, he was a kid. So I just, I mean, he's a, he's, he's an amazing athlete, amazing martial artist. And people, I mean, people don't, most people like, uh, who is this? Say that? Uh, Mayweather's most people don't know shit about boxing. Uh, most people don't know nothing about fighting. And, um, Sergio is, he's definitely, he should be the, um, the favorite. He's my favorite. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm biased, but he's, he's def. I, I see him just tooling with uh with dude you know who's another really underrated guy from your gym and you know i try not to speak too loud because i don't want people to know about my money train but emmanuel (laughs) but emmanuel sanchez oh my god man oh yeah emmanuel sanchez is the man he is the man he is the man and um yeah like you said he's a very underrated people don't Realize he, he just beat world champion. He or that's the second former world champion he's beaten, you know. And and Manny Sanchez, he's another guy that he's you know on fight night he's a workhorse and, and nobody's keeping up with his pace. You know, I mean it's he's got a pace that that's damn near impossible to keep up with. So that's yeah, that is another one. He's a monster, man. I'm blessed to have those guys in the room with me. Dude, when there's all these guys in your gym that are known for your work ethic, what's it like training with a guy named Overtime? That and man, and so that I mean, it just puts it in perspective, and it also it um puts puts your work ethic into perspective, and it also pushes you to do more. You know, like when I'm working out with when I'm working out with Manny, because we do our strength and conditioning together too. You know, every time I look over and he's doing one more, I got to do one more. You know, because you're naturally, or, or we are naturally competitive. So, um, you know, when you got a guy name over time, like that's the name that was given him, given to him. You know, he's and he's working, you know, like a workhorse every freaking day. You know, it does nothing but just push you to work harder every time. Man, that's great. Well, dude, it's going down this Friday on UFC Fight Pass. I mean, if it's up to you, how's it going to go down, man? Man, if it's up to me, man, before I don't really want to go to no championship rounds. I want to knock them out before, you know, championship round. I would like to put a beating on them. Um, you know, I would like to kind of kind of uh, bruise them up a bit. But um, I want to do it before the championship rounds. I want to finish them out. Get out of this. Definitely. And real quick, before I let you go, man, I got to ask you your opinion, man. I mean, what do you think about Rumble's game plan last night, man? I was like, why is he trying man. to grapple with DC, man? Why is he trying to knock him out? You know, I I feel like well, before I mean I didn't know he was gonna retire like that. So um, maybe you know that switched up kind of his his mindset, and he wasn't because I don't feel like he really. I mean, you know, he he doesn't as of late he hasn't been going out there, you know, wrestling, uh, you know, wrestling guys. I mean, not to you know, not as a game plan, 
and um and you're gonna do it to the the Olympian of all other people, which you got the takedown, but we know you struggle with uh, struggle with what do you call it? Uh, stamina. So I I mean, I don't feel like I don't know. You know, it's it's easy to just to sit on the outside and say, yeah. Oh, what he could have done in hindsight but, you know, I'm not in there, you know, taking um punches and kicks from from light heavyweight dude to two hundred pound dude. So, um, you know, it's it's disappointing. I mean, because I like them both. But um yeah, I don't feel like that was the best game plan, but I mean, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I feel you 100%, man. It was just, I was expecting him to go out there, you know, and try to swing some bungalows, which he is known for. Yeah, exactly. Stand outside and, and swing, man. That's where that's where DC is less comfortable. So that's where you push him, you know. But it is what it is, it is man. What, yep, it is what it is. <laughs> well, Rafael, man, you, you want to let the audience know where they can follow you on social media, man? Yeah, yeah. You can find me on um, Instagram and Twitter. At Rafion Stotts, one word, that's R A U F E O N S T O T S. And then Facebook, Rafion Stotts, two words. I also have a uh, fan page on Facebook. I think it's Rafion Stotts. And um, yeah. Oh, I also like to thank my sponsors um, Combat Corner, DC Mouth Guards, uh, BB Roofing, uh, J Kurt's Painting, Brothers Moving and Storage, uh, Green Belly in Omaha, and Downtown Omaha Massage. Well, Rafian, man, thanks for the time on Half the Battle, man. Best of luck with the weight cut and best of luck with the fight, dude. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. There you have it, folks. Emmanuel Sanchez, Luis Smolka, and Rafian Stotts. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Sean Carey and I will be back this week. Robert Whitaker versus Jacare. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.